Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here is your host, Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as state director for CEF of Illinois. Hi, and thanks for listening to Telling Future Generations, where we seek to ignite God's people with a passion and to equip them in telling future generations about God and His Word. This past weekend, I know it's a little late, but our family finally got around to putting up the Christmas tree and posing for our annual family picture. For some reason, I found myself as a sole proprietor and being responsible for hanging the Christmas family ornaments on the tree. It would be misleading if I told you that going through the red tub filled with all of our family ornaments through all the years was not without emotion. Holding the handmade decorations made long ago and putting up my boys' handprints painted ornaments from their kindergarten days touched not only my mind's memory, but also began to pull and tug on my mother's heart. Then placing their baby's first Christmas ornaments on the tree and my boys' priceless first Christmas picture that they had together almost stopped the show and brought the whole ornament hanging ordeal to a complete halt. But two decorations that I found a little later began to lift up my heart again and help me to press on even, and it brought a big smile to my face as I placed them on the tree. It was two separate words that were ornaments that were etched on wooden scrolls that said simply, Hope and Noel which Noel means simply glad tidings or good news that the angels proclaimed to the shepherds that first Christmas Eve, that starry night, when they declared to them and to all people everywhere, the promise of the promised one had come. As I held these two ornaments, hope and Noel in my hands, it made me think of the whole message of the Bible from cover to cover. If you had to compress the Bible down into two words, one for the Old Testament and then one for the New Testament of what the overarching storyline, the meta narrative of the Bible that it's all about, it would be simply this promise and hope. In the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, it was all about the promise of the promised one who was to come into the world to take care of the problem of sin, Satan, and death. The whole storyline of the Old Testament was God's unfolding plan to send the promised one who is revealed step by step to be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord God himself, God with us, Emmanuel, God the Son, the promised one who has come in the flesh. All of scripture in the Old Testament is building towards this high crescendo moment, marking out for us line by line and meter by meter all throughout scripture who this promised one is, what he would do, and why the promised one would come. You know, I love to study God's word. It's not only my daily food, my spiritual food, it's my lifeline and my favorite pastime, actually, that I would love to do all the time if I could. Recently, I've been taking a deep dive into the book of Genesis, going chapter by chapter and even verse by verse, because I'm right now working on my doctoral writing project that I hope to be finished with and completed by next year in May. And by the way, I appreciate your prayers for that, because I still have a long way to go. But as I was looking through the book of Genesis, do you know what I found? That the promise of the promised one is written all across these pages. In fact, it's what the whole book of Genesis is all about. The gospel message of the promised one doesn't begin in the New Testament with the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The promise of the promised one begins here in the first book of the Bible, in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, through prophecy pictures like in Genesis 3.15 and promise pictures when God made his covenant, his promise to Abraham and to his promised seed, through portrait pictures filled with antitypes and types such as the provided lamb for Isaac, 
on Mount Moriah, and also preparation pictures seen through the life of the patriarchs as they rested by faith alone, all because of God's grace alone, and the promise of the Lord, the promised one who is to come. All these storylines and gospel pictures come together like a giant one-way sign that point not only to the promise of the promised one who would come, but also to the one who will fulfill in himself all of these promises and provide for his people eternally, making all things right and new. And that's why the angel's message to the shepherds was Noel. Good news, for the promise of the promised one has come. Luke chapter 2 records the angel's announcement saying, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Can you imagine the joy of the shepherds hearing these words? To them, it was given the first announcement of the Messiah, the Christ, who is the promised one. You know, St. Augustine, one of the early church fathers, he once wrote, the New Testament is in the old concealed. The Old Testament is in the new revealed. In other words, that which was a flicker in the Old Testament is now like a burning flame in the New Testament that grows ever brighter in the noonday sun. That which was once a small seed is now a fully grown tree and is a down payment of the fulfillment of the promise for the promised one has come. And here's the good news, the great news. He will come again. Christ, the promised one, came the first time, just as he said. So we know that Christ, the promised one, will come the second time, just as he said. This is not just our promise. This is our sure and certain hope. If the Old Testament was all about the promise, then that means the New Testament is all about hope. For those of us who have, by faith, trusted in God's promise, in the promised one, in Christ, in Christ alone, we have this hope, not a hope-so hope, but an eternal, secure, a certain hope that in Christ, the promised one, we have the hope of sins forgiven. We have the hope of eternal resurrected life all because of Christ who conquered the grave through his death and his resurrection. We have the hope that because of Christ, the promised one, that this life is not the end. All by God's grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, we will be with Christ. We will see him one day face to face and we will be with our loved ones and with God's people forever and ever. Through Christ, the promised one, not only do we have the hope of eternal life, the hope of heaven, but also we have the hope for this world. We have hope that Christ will come again and he will split the eastern sky. We have the hope that all the wrongs of this world will be made right, that his truth and his righteousness and his justice will prevail and that all things will be made new through the eternal reign of Christ and the hope and promise of the new heaven and the new earth. This is our promise and our hope that is all fulfilled in and flows out of in Christ. 2 Corinthians one twenty is one of my favorite verses that says that all the promises of God are fulfilled in Christ, who is our yes and amen. For Christ is not only the fulfillment of all of God's promise, but also Christ is our glory and our hope. If you were to ask me what moves me after 28, going on 29 years of full-time ministry with CEF to keep on serving the Lord and sharing the good news of Jesus with the children, it is this, that the children, the future generation, that they would know that Christ is the promised one and that they would know that Christ is their hope. In fact, this Christmas season, that is exactly what our CEF staff is doing, not only here in Peoria at our state office, but all across the state. 
Our CEF staff are going out anywhere they can in churches and homes or in housing projects or in the communities and even in the public schools after school to share with the children the true message of Christmas, that Jesus is the promised one and he is their hope. And by the way, it's actually not too late if you want to schedule a Christmas party club. We still have a couple weeks before Christmas, or even we have a couple of churches that are interested in that in-between time between Christmas and New Year's to have and host a Christmas party club when the hustle and bustle of Christmas begins to slow down. So if you or your church would like to host a Christmas party club outreach to the children, to share with the children the good news of Jesus and the, who is the hope of Christmas, please give us a call because our staff would love to come and minister to the children and point them to Christ. You know, because Christ is our promise and our hope, we can, no matter what is going on in this world or how difficult life gets, we can press on. And because Christ is our promise and hope, we can have joy even in those sad times and difficult times in our life, even when friends and family hurt us or even let us down. And because Christ is our promise and he is our hope, we can live all for Christ because we know that this life is temporal, but heaven is eternal. And we are all on this journey together as his people to our eternal home. You know, hanging those Christmas ornaments on the tree this year sure did bring up a lot of emotions within me, like a well of water, but also included those emotions filled with joy and thankfulness for all the years that God has blessed me with and with my family and my children. And even though I do not know what tomorrow holds for me, and especially for our growing strapping boys who are now taller than me, I'm so thankful that I can hold forever, not only in my hands, but also in my heart, the promise and the hope found in Christ alone. You know, years ago, it was a long time ago, but I remember I was thinking, and I was just kind of musing about, you know, why do we even do this Christmas tree hanging thing and place our presents underneath the tree? You know, it's a lot of work. When suddenly it struck me, we place our gifts beneath the tree to remember that the greatest gift was given from and was hung on a tree, all for us, giving his life for us in payment for our sins so that we could be with him and he with us for eternity. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ is indeed what this Christmas season is all about, for he is our promise and our hope, both now and always and forever and ever. Thanks again for listening, and I hope that you have a blessed Christmas season as you look to him, as you look to the Lord, for in Christ is our promise and our hope. And by the way, since we have a little bit more time than we usually do in our radio program, we're going to end with a Christmas song from the Kramers in their brand new Christmas album CD called The Son of David, Who is the Promised One, Our Hope. Jesus came of noble birth from heaven's throne to humble earth. A promise kept from long ago, Messiah dressed in swaddling clothes. Isaiah spoke about the signs, a child from holy royal line. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a time.
for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations. Tell me again